If Chris Jones was still there, I think the deal would already been done. Jeremy O'Day, that needs to be his first priority, getting Willie Jefferson signed. Because if not, that's going to be a big hole that they have to fill. You are now listening to The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. Welcome to The Waggle podcast brought to you by the CFL, brought to you by Sport Clips. I am Donovan Bennett. I am with the one, the only, Davis Sanchez, but we're not alone off top this week, Davis, are we? No, we, uh, we have... Young, young Milton, Milt Stiegel, Hall of Famer, uh, Winnipeg legend, and uh, currently uh, in ATL Georgia where he was taken in the festivities of an amazing Super Bowl. Milt, uh, you took the family down to the Super Bowl. How, how was it? Don't tell us the same thing everyone else told us. Tell us it was an amazing game. It was an amazing experience for my family. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair, right? Did you? Yeah. I, I got a, I got a, one more yeah. other question. Since we're sponsored by Sports Clips, does do Davis and I get free haircuts there, or what's going on with that? <laughs> See, I, 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 you know what, Milt? I'm I'm glad you asked because number one, you guys don't have a lot of hair to cut, which uh, obviously you know, but you can still come through. You could get the MVP treatment. You get a beautiful shave. You get the towel mm. uh, treatment. Because uh, because I know you are a well manicured man, your, your looks are important. So while you're watching the game on TV, you can get take care taken care of at, at Sport Clips. Yes, you, you are going to get the the free treatment. Okay, that sounds good. I was just wondering. I, nice. I, I I was under the impression the only reason why you were on is to be able to get the free treatment at Sport Clips. Well, well, you know me very well. I like that. <laughs> you know me very well because I'm all about free ninety nine. That's the best price there is. So. <laughs> Well, there there are uh, there are some free agents who are not looking for free ninety nine. They're looking <laughs> they're looking for a lot ninety nine, and so that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. That's why we we are having you on because you're not only a great player, you're also you know a, a great bargainer as well. And this is what we're going to do. We're gonna this is going to be like off season one on ones, DB versus receiver. I'm going to be the QB. I'm going to be throwing out the conversation. I want to see you guys go one on one. Three questions for each team uh, this offseason. We're going to go across the country, uh, west to east. We're going to make sure that the West Coast gets some love early. And I, I want to know the one player on each team you guys think is a must-resign, someone who's irreplaceable in free agency. Could be offense, could be defense. Uh, another is a player you think is deuces, peace, is gone, on the move, not going to be back with that club. And, and lastly... Someone who really is going to secure the bag. Someone who earned that raise that they're not coming back for free 99. They've changed their perception in the league, in that locker room, and they're going to get paid. Uh, is that cool with you guys? I like that it. That sounds good. I like it. So for, for, the guys, for the guys who were, let's say, shooting the deuces, who are gone, I'm going to say those guys, for my guys, I, I have guys who are going to test the market. Now, okay. not necessarily going to shoot the deuces, but our, our – are gonna test it and and see what happens because uh, yeah we'll uh, yeah that's that's what I'm gonna go with that one and also DJ we're gonna do something that we decided that we're gonna do something that uh, uh, I think is 
it's it's a change. It's a change, and uh, people don't do it very often. And uh, it's it's uh, something that needs to be done. And that's we're gonna omit quarterbacks from this discussion. Yes, great. Because great I'm sick. Of, they they get there's all the discussion about the quarterbacks. And in free agency, it's been the same way. So we're going to omit the quarterbacks. There's been plenty of conversation about them. There'll be plenty uh, on every other uh, every other platform. So let's just leave the quarterbacks out of this, or we'll spend the whole time talking about them. Does that does that work with you guys? That works. All right. Yeah, that works. DJ? And, I mean, all the quarterbacks are waiting on one guy to decide. So we might as well just omit them from the conversation. Darian Durant? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not Darian Durant. Uh, let's start with BC, a, a place that is going to be super – Aggressive. I think Ed is going to be racking up data on his phone. Fourth in the West last year, 9-9 record. Uh, their offense ranked seventh. Their defense ranked seventh. So they need players on both sides of the ball. Uh, let's start with you, Milt. The player that they must resign this offseason is who? Uh, I think it's the running back, Tyrell Sutton. You think about it, Ed traded for him from Montreal. He wanted that tough back. He didn't like what he was getting out of their running backs. He wanted that tough back. Uh, I like to call it that bad weather back who can go out in, in October and November when it's cold and rainy and snowing when you know you have to run the ball. He's that guy. So I think Ed, uh, I think he's priority number one as far as their free agents go. They have to have him back. Their quarterback situation is not solidified yet, but having that running back, that may help out their quarterback situation. So he has to be their number one guy when it comes to free agents. Yeah, you can't you can't put a price tag on identity. I, I'm with I'm with Mill that that Terrell Sutton brings them that brings identity. My number one guy for them was was Brian Burnham, and it's uh he's my number one guy uh, because he's number two. And what I mean by that is is Brian Burnham is the best number two receiver available in free agency right now. He's the best number two out there. I don't think Burnham's a one. He's a damn good two, and he's the best one out there. You don't have a one in BC right now. you got to lock up right. a two. Uh, and uh, so I guess when we go to, when we go to our who's going to test the market, DJ, for BC, it's going to be Manny Arsenal, who used to be the number one. Manny, I don't think he's going to be back. I think he'll shoot the deuces, uh, like you said. Uh, I believe that Manny will want to test the market. He's... I think he's still got some left, but he has he has you know age. It looks like it's caught up. Injuries have caught up a little bit, so we'll see what happens uh, with Manny. But I, if you look at, I'd say the the five guys that have been the or the three or four guys that have been the face of the franchise for the BC Lions over the last few years. Those are all the guys. You want to know who's going to test the market for BC or who might be gone? All those guys, Take, <laughs> except for Travis Lule. So I got Rainey, Manny. Uh, Solomon is not a free agent, but uh, he's definitely going to have to take a peek at it, what he was making, I'm sure, on that last contract for injury. I would guess Solomon's going to, if he comes back, he'll be on a pay cut. Um, and Jonathan Jennings as well. All the face of the franchise for the BC Lions, other than Lule, those guys are all guys who might not be back and they'll definitely be testing the market. And, and I think the majority of those guys actually have the same agent. And I know Ed and that agent, they got into a little uh... – scuffle per se uh, with the Jonathan Jennings thing. So we, we know those guys won't be back. But for me, I think the guy who, who may not be back is Sean Lemon. And I know Ed traded mm. for him, but I think by now, if Sean was going to be there, he would have signed. You think about it. He's a Rich Stubler guy, Rich Stubler, Sean Lemon, Odell Willis. That would have made a great combination. And maybe Sean is waiting for the uh, CBA uh, to get ratified. But Sean, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I thought he would already sign. So we could have been part of this uh, process that Ed is building. So for me, 
I don't know if Sean Lemon is going to be there. I can see a couple of teams coming after him. He was still productive last year. I think between the two teams, he had a total of 10 sacks. He can still get after the quarterback. So I could see him testing the market and possibly going to play with another team in the CFL uh, come the 2019 CFL season. Yeah, that's interesting because for me, you get an assessment of what GMs think about their team based on the guys that they extend and how many guys they extend. And Ed hasn't extended many guys, Odell Willis, Wayne Moore, Mitchell Barnett. But, but I think to me that's telling you that he doesn't really like the makeup of that roster. And you, and you would think if he liked what he saw from Sean Lemon, uh, he would just say, Odell Willis, done, Sean Lemon, done, and I can move on to other areas of my roster. And the, the defensive line is kind of taken care of. I can focus on other areas in the draft and in, in free agency. That's, that's, that's an astute pick. Any any last words before we move on to who on that roster is going to get a raise? Brian Burnham. He, he's <laughs> he's going to get broke off. He's going to get broke off. If it's from the BC Lions or from another team, it's time for him to get paid uh, like a number one receiver. You think about it, over over three years, he's only missed two games. Uh, he's a great possession receiver, uh, some of the best hands in the league. He's averaged almost 16 yards a catch. It's time for him to get paid like a number one receiver. Uh, he's durable. He's done all the things. He's great off the field. I heard he's a great locker room guy. So Brian Burnham is going to get paid. I think Ed is going to try to offer him something. I don't think he's going to give him what I think Brian, what he thinks he's worth, but he's going to offer him something nice. And I think Brian may test the market to see what's out there, but he's going to get paid a nice piece of change uh, for 2019. Yeah, there's something to say about guys you can depend on. And that's Burnham is that guy. Like you said, Mill only only heard good things about him as a locker room dude. He only puts up numbers. Like consistently, Brian Burnham puts up numbers. He makes the big grab. He competes. He does everything. You said one thing, Mill. You said he he said he is a great possession guy. But then you said he's a number one. That's the only only question I would have. I would pay him because I he's a gamer. I want him on my team. But it is number one guy. Does he get paid the same as a Speedy B or other, you know, quote unquote number one guys? If he doesn't, uh, if he can't knock the top off the defense or demand a double team, which I'm not saying he he can't, but uh, or he doesn't demand a double team. But that that'll be the question and that'll be the argument: is is he a true number one? I, I guess that's. Uh, as, as a receiver, I, I'd like to get your take on on that. And I put Sinopoli in the same situation. We've had that convo. Who's the number one guy in Ottawa? Who's the number one guy in Ottawa? Uh, Gr- Greg, Greg Ellenson. Brad Sinopoli was the number one I, guy. I, I don't see. We've had that. We've had that conversation. What's the number? We, we had this conversation. What's the number one guy? Is it a, is it the, whoever has the most the most yards and receptions, or is it the guy that the defense has to pay the most attention to? Well, last year it was Brad Sinopoli. That's who they had to pay the most attention to. Greg Ellenson had an off year for. For his standards, I know he had over a thousand yards, but it was an off year for Greg Ellingson. Brad Sinopoli was the number one guy. They take the top off of the guy. They had that guy, Deontay Spencer, and he wasn't their number one guy. So I think a possession receiver can be your number one guy. And and Burnham, he can go down the field every now and then. But you think about it, how many times are you going down the field? Majority of your catches or passes are passes. You're on yards. Yeah, it's I agree. I just I I feel like this. Uh, go ahead, DJ. Well, it's funny because, I mean, someone has to put some respect on Deontay Spencer's name because you have to worry about him in the run game. You have to worry about him in the screen game. You got to have to worry about him over the top. And, and the, uh, the, the reason I say that is because I, I wonder, does it matter if you have a number one guy anymore? Like, who is the number one guy in Calgary? 
Edmonton had two number one guys. It, at this point, the way the game is, do you need more depth at the receiver position than you do a one guy who's going to command a double team and make the safety shift to his side? Uh, I, get, I get for me for me. You're it's, talking it's, to a former receiver. I always think you need a number one guy, and and I know you talk about Calgary. <laughs> Uh, before Kamar Jordan got hurt, he was our number one guy. But their defense was so good. That's what protected that offense. That offense had a down year. I know they kind of picked it up later on, but that defense protected. You look at Toronto, they didn't have a number one guy, and they paid for it. I think every team, every quarterback, he wants to be able to drop back when he's in that tight situation and know, okay, even if this guy is double or triple team, I can rely on him to go out there and make a play. It's that security blanket. So I believe every team, every quarterback, every offensive coordinator wants that number one guy. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, I do think two. I think two, number two receivers become great number two receivers because there's a number one to take some attention away from. I think if you lose a lot of number, Milt, I would say a lot of guys in your career that were great number two guys, if you weren't there to attract the attention. Uh, of the defense, I think those number two guys would then become threes or fours. And I think that's – got to be careful. I'm not saying that about Brian Burnham at all, but some guys that are twos uh, – and he, Brian Burnham is not that guy, but there's some guys who are twos that if there wasn't a, a true number one there on that team, they'd become threes or fours because they don't they, – they need that. But uh, yeah, who, what else we do? BC, we had to talk about the, um, uh, the, the, the raise. The raise for BC for me was uh, that defensive backfield – uh, that mismatch, mishmash group of defensive backs for BC, all of them will get a raise. Because if you look at that backfield, they, I think there was four guys that have all been on multiple CFL teams and were, were out of a job, and they kind of just got put together and became you know, one of the best secondaries in the league, and a bunch of those guys are up. for A.J. Orange, uh, Peters, um, a bunch of those guys are up, up to be free agents this year. I think those guys uh, should all get a raise. Well, they got their they got their coordinate their coordinator a raise this offseason, so they 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 should want to get some money. Let's uh, let's move to to Calgary, who you know they extended who they think their number one guy is in Kamar Jordan. Uh, obviously, they had a great year, thirteen and five, when the West win the league, offense ranked two, defense ranked one. Not a lot of issues there. We'll start with the player that. They have to re-sign, and, and they've actually been, been active, taking care of a lot of their Canadian talent, Greenwood, Bergman, uh, Riley Jones, all re-signed. Who's the guy that they got to re-sign this offseason? And, and we're obviously taking quarterbacks off the, off the table. Right. Uh, without a doubt, Micah Johnson. I mean, besides Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, Mike Riley, he's the number one free agent on the market. Uh, you, you're going to have to throw some money at him. Because uh, I'm sure uh, Devon uh, out there in uh, Cal- I mean, uh, BC is going to try to get him. But this guy, I don't think he knows how good he is because he's played linebacker the majority of his football career. And then they went moved into that interior defense alignment. He's still learning that position. So he hasn't reached his full potential. But you see what he's done over his career. Every single year, his sack total has increased. You talk about a guy who plays interior defense alignment and he was able to rack up 14 sacks last year. That is absolutely insane. So he's their number one priority. But I'm sure uh, come February 15th, when free agency starts, there are going to be a lot of teams. If it hadn't happened already, let's be honest. I'm sure some teams has already reached out to his agent saying this is what we want to offer him. And that's why maybe they're waiting because I'm sure Calgary is offering something. But. He's their number one through 10th guy. They have to get him signed because if they lose him, that changes everything 
as far as what they can do within their defense? I don't believe anybody would ever tamper. I just don't think that happens. <laughs> I think the guys who sign minutes after free agency open, it's just, it's just good just happen to have a contract already drawn up. And yeah. Uh, uh, what, what do you think, Davis? Yeah, I, I'm Micah as well, but uh, I could argue I could argue that Jagarrett Davis is just as as important, and that's uh, if you don't have Jagarrett out there, then they will they're going to double Micah regardless. If you don't have uh, Jagarrett out there, they might triple him. But uh, yeah, he's important, and uh, for my for my for Calgary, it's because first of all, back to Micah, but because of everything he does at Meltzer, he's he's uh, the tone setter on that defense, not only from that physicality standpoint, but he is. Uh, he allows you to do so much on the back end because of the versatility you have with him. And I've, I've talked numerous times to other defensive coordinators who have said when you have a guy like Micah, it just allows you to do so much uh, with your defense. It gives you so many options. So that's, 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 he's, like, he's like a ratio changer, uh, but he's not, if that, may, if that makes sense. Uh, speaking of ratio changers, or raise, I got Tunde Adeleke, who actually you don't really give a raise to someone – who actually at the end of the season in the playoffs lost their starting job. Uh, but he's a Tunde at the end of the year, wasn't starting at safety in the playoffs. Uh, Berger ended up starting in the playoffs. I think they just want a vet uh, guy back there in, in crucial time. But Tunde is, uh, you know, I've, I've said it over the last year, I think he might be, um, you know, he's one of the best Canadian DBs in the last decade that's, that's been in this league. He played Sam in the playoffs as a rookie Canadian, he played Sam in the playoffs for the Stamps. That's uh, and he's he's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. Uh, you got to get him resigned because that's a Canadian. You have vers- versatility in your backfield for and ratio changer for the next decade. I love Tunde. Covered him in college. He's a guy who's not only playing coverage for you. He can cover kicks for you. He can return kicks for you. He's giving you great value. Let's move to a player on the move and not necessarily someone. Going to the NFL because they got a couple of those guys potentially. Someone who's on the move within the season. Uh, Jagarrett Davis. And, and, and I say this because they can't sign back Davis and Johnson. J- Davis wants to get paid. And he's a solid player. Uh, the main reason why they got rid of Charleston Hughes because they knew they had Jagarrett Davis there. He can play and he wants to get paid. You can't pay that much money uh, to a defensive tackle and a defense end. You just can't do that when you're trying to do so many other things. So I think there's going to be a team who comes in, and you think about it, that defense was so strong, opposing teams, they want to find a way to break that up. And how do you break that up? You take one of the best players off that defense and you put him on your team. So I think Ja'Garrett Davis uh, is on the move. And he's also my player who's going to get a big pay raise, not only on the move, but he's going to get a significant pay raise come this season. Well, well-deserved. He's, uh, yeah, he, I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. He's always been someone that I have a lot of love for. Uh, for from my guy who's going to test the market, uh, I'm going to the receiving core guy who is uh, so he's, he's got BC roots and, and BC is a team that uh, is uh, needs help in their in their um, Canadian receivers and and I think that uh, Lamar Durant's a possibility out in BC. It, it, you know Calgary's always been um, you know they they, they roll Huffnagel always feels like he could find somebody else and he's going to. And they'll promote within. I think Lamar's been there for a few years. I don't know if he'll get the same money he would in Calgary as he would somewhere else. And he's going to be a starting receiver for somebody and a good one. I think Lamar Durant's a guy I think that could be on the move. All right, let's move on to Edmonton. Not not the year they thought they were going to have. The last in the West, 9-9. Nine and nine. Offense was ranked fourth. Defense was ranked sixth. Having said that, they've already extended some guys. Matej, Kweku Botang, Kevin Elliott. Um, 
they released a couple as well. But again, guys who are, who are going to be testing the waters down south. The player that must resign for Edmonton is who? You guys got to forgive me, but I'm, I'm going to break the rule. I know we weren't talking about quarterbacks, and I'm not talking about one of the top quarterbacks, but I'm going to talk about a quarterback. Mm. They have to sign Kevin Glenn. Mike Riley is not returning to Edmonton Eskimos. They can't go in with the quarterbacks, one of their young quarterbacks. They have to go in with Kevin Glenn. They can maybe trade for someone to possibly groom them, but they have to have Kevin Glenn there to be their starter. He's fresh. He didn't step on the field at all last year. He's seen every defense. Of course, he's not what he used to be. None of us are. He's a shell of his own, but he can still make it happen. If they think they can go in and say, okay, we don't need Kevin Glenn. We got some young guy, whatever. They will be in for a rude awakening. I don't think Mike Riley is coming back. I think he's going out to BC to play under Ed Hervey, the guy who groomed him. He'll be a couple of hours away uh, from his home. So I think they have to sign Kevin Glenn back uh, to make give themselves the opportunity to make the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. You do you can't go into a season if you don't get. If you don't get Mike, you have to have uh, a stable guy back there that's, uh, you know, he knows he knows the system. And, and regardless of who else you bring in there, he's a guy that, that fits in the room. So you, you kind of – it's an insurance policy who could also be that – he can also be that guy. Um, yeah, I love that. I love KG. It could be a bridge quarterback for you. I mean, he's healthy. Guy's put on ice for a year. Nobody hit him. So I, I, I think that's smart. Who do you got, Davis? I got Aaron Grimes, and it just Grimes is—he's uh, a glue back there in that secondary, and he's a guy who could play multiple positions. Uh, you know, I think he's probably he plays halfback. I think he might even be better suited to play Sam. He might even be out of position. He's probably a better Sam than he is uh, a halfback. But uh, you know, he can play him at safety too. So yeah, I like I like Grimes, and and he's unfortunately uh, I also have him as a guy that could be could be on the move, and that's. Yep. Uh, he he has some ties with he has some ties with be with the BC Lions. He has ties with Ed. So they uh, there's uh, there's some ties, and he's also a Seattle guy close to BC. So Grimes might be gone if they don't get him re-signed. But I know I know uh, Brock Sunderland likes him a lot too. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent on Grimes. Uh, and and it's difficult in this league to find quality halfbacks. Uh, they just don't grow on trees. And he's still one of the better halfbacks in this league. And like you mentioned. He's an Ed Hervey guy. Ed, Ed loves his guy. He loves Ed. Uh, I know, uh, I'm sure they still talk. Uh, he's from Seattle, uh, you know, a couple hours away from, from where he's from. So it would be a perfect fit. Uh, I'm sure Ed's going to come after him. And I know you alluded to earlier how BC, they had a great defensive backfield last year. But a lot of those guys are free. And Ed likes, he likes guys that he, that, that he can, not saying he can't trust those guys, but he likes guys that uh, he knows been in the trenches with him. And, and Grimes has been in the trenches with him. You know, they won a great cup together. So Ed is going to go after him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in BC hey, also. How important is that relationship, you think, that, you know, you've been with? Because we keep hearing that in, in all of our conversations. And this goes for, uh, you know, for, for any for any sport. You see guys go to, you know, a coach they've been with before, a GM they've been with before. We're hearing it now in, in the NBA circles with guys circling back. I mean, how, how important is it in decisions – you know, relations, previous relationships to, you know, to where you're going. Because I think it's playing a huge part in what's going on for agency. Well, yeah, for sure. And when you, when you scout someone, you see, you, know, you see I've their positive. GMs or player personnel guys talk about how, you know, this guy is not what he used to be, but he's one of my guys. So I'm, I'm going to give him some leeway and maybe 
give him a year, you know, give him that extra year that he probably doesn't deserve, but he's one of my guys and he's done so much for me that I'm going to give him a year. That, that goes a long way when guys, when they look to sign with other teams, you know, they, they want that, that GM or that coach that they can trust, that they know is not going to lie to him, that's going to shoot it straight to him. And think about it, a lot of times players are lied to, but they know if you're dealing with Ed, you may not hear what you want to hear, but he's going to shoot you straight. Let's be honest about you. He's going to tell you how he's feeling and what you need to do if you want to remain on this team. So that goes a long way. Guys may take five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 less because they know they have that trust in a guy like Ed Herb. Yeah, those player personnel guys, if, if they invested in you, they scouted for you, they got on the plane and looked at you, then they see all your positives. But if someone else did it, then they kind of see your awards. The other thing I've noticed between you guys is two questions have pretty much been the same answer. Player who you think is on the move and player who earned a significant raise. So, so basically what we've learned is by this point, if, if you haven't extended with your current team and, and you are in line to get a lot of money, you're not going to be there. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I think you're I think you're right, DJ. It's never. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, no, not, well, not necessarily, because my guy who I think is going to get a pay raise, I think he's going to still be in Edmonton. That's Darrell Walker. I think he's still going to be there. Of course, uh, he wants to wait and see what what's out there and and play that against Edmonton. But they 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 can't let him go. You know, you lock uh, DeQuill, you lock Williams. You may lose your quarterback. You need someone there who's a playmaker. I know Stafford. Uh, he's a free agent. You may lose him. If you lose Darrell Walker, you really don't have anything. You don't have a number one or number two receiver because he's all that in one. So I think he's still going to be there, but he's in line for a big pay raise because they're not really paying anyone on that offense right now. And he, if, he, if they lose all that I talked about earlier, he has to be that guy. So he's going to get paid, but I think he'll still be there. I think so. A team that you think may not want to spend for offense, but that might change because Chris Jones is no longer there. Is a rough rider, second in the West last year, twelve and six record. Because of that thriftiness, at times they they rank sixth on offense last year. A lot of that has to do with you know lack of production at the quarterback position. Defensively, they ranked fourth. It, who is the player that they have to resign? Uh, in Ryderville, uh, that's that's Willie. That's Willie Jefferson on, on my on my end. It's just I mean, uh, probably you two. Milt, same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Inspector Gadget. He's he's number yeah. one. Yeah. DJ DJ, would you go Willie as well? I'm a fan of Big Willie stuff. Yeah. So yes, I, for sure. He does he does too much. He's he's. I mean, look, it's here's the thing. And I say this about receiver position as well. There's think about how many athletic and this goes to receivers and it goes to especially those two positions, D ends and receivers. I've seen it over the years in training camps, so many freakishly athletic guys who come in, you say, this guy is gonna be a sick defensive lineman in this league, a pass rusher. This guy is gonna be a, a crazy receiver. And all these guys are at, at division one schools and, and not all these guys. A lot of these guys come from huge schools, have huge numbers and you watch them and you say, these guys are going to carve out some great careers. And then, you know, one out of every five years, a guy comes along that's really how, – how often does the number one receiver come along? You see in Camp Mill, you've seen over so many years, there's so many guys, a huge numbers in the NCAA, um, guys who have great athleticism, they come in, this guy's going to be that guy. I think maybe once every five years – the, those guys that are a number, or a number one receiver. Would you, am I right there, approximately? 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. A, a true number one. One in ten. <laughs> yeah, right. And and that's, so it's the same thing. My point is the same thing with defensive linemen. Like you could be as athletic as you want. You could be talented, have a million sacks in the SEC, and be a and, and those guys. You know, the guys who are the best of the best are in the National Football. It, it is what it is. They're first round picks. But the guys who who their body type fits the CFL and are nasty athletes and pure pass rushes who we think are going to come here and kill it. It t- takes a special guy to be able to put everything together, the, the grind, the, the mental, the, the team component, the, you know, the playing pro football. And Willie Jefferson, not only is he a freak athlete, but he's managed to put it all together. And he's, he's a special – he's got the combination of being a freak special athlete and he, he's put together uh, – you know, he's, got, he's got it all. He's, he's that guy and you can't, you can't replace him. Yeah, and, and and he not only gets after the quarterback, we know he does that well, but he makes game changing plays. Evident about what he uh, evident uh, as he did it last year. I think he had what two interceptions for two touchdowns. So he he, he can do it all. And he, who, who's his guy? Ed Herbie once again. I don't know if Ed will have enough money to 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 sign all these guys, but I'm sure he'll he'll pitch something at him to say, "Come on over here. We're building something over here." And if Chris Jones was still there, I think the deal would already been done. Uh, but since Chris Jones is gone, uh, they're somewhat unstable as far as that offense goes. And he's talked about how he wants to win a championship. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's not there. But uh, Saskatchewan needs to do all they can to make sure he's there. Jeremy O'Day, that needs to be his first priority, uh, their new GM, getting Willie Jefferson signed. Because if not, that's going to be a big hole that they have to fill. Yeah, especially when you talk about them you know, potentially looking at bringing in a, a new coordinator on the defensive side of the ball with Chris being gone, who was the de facto coordinator, having a guy like Willie who offenses, that's the guy in the meeting room where you're circling with the laser pointer saying, we gotta, we got to chip this guy, we gotta, we got to zone scheme to him. Uh, that's a great asset for a young defensive coordinator to have. So if he is lost, that would be big. Who in that situation do you think is going to be on the move? Naaman Roosevelt. Man, you keep taking all my answers, Chaz. Going? Uh, I had I had talked to your wife last night and we sabotaged whoa, whoa, you coming hold on, on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You talked to my wife at what time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, name, uh, yeah, why do you think name and milk? Because I think he's a number one receiver and he recognizes that being a number one receiver in Saskatchewan doesn't mean too much because they don't have a quarterback right now. This guy is a great guy. He doesn't say too much. He doesn't complain. I've talked to him a few times but he wants to be able to showcase his skills. And right now, the quarterback situation in Saskatchewan is not going to allow him to showcase his skills. He was injured somewhat last year, but when he's at the top of his game, he's a great route runner. He's tough. He can do it all. And I think for him to showcase those skills, it has to be somewhere else. I mean, I don't know who Saskatchewan is going to get a quarterback, but what they have right now, if he remains there, he'll have another down year because they just don't have anyone to get him the ball. Uh, they, uh, they're going to get Trevor Harris or quarterback because didn't you know that Jeremy O'Day and Trevor Harris both went to Edinburgh College? Uh, that, by the way, that was a joke because uh, they never played together. They probably don't know each other. And the fact they both went to some school called Edinburgh College does not mean a <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I got Toby Antigua as a guy they need to resign just because, um, you know, you lose – you lose one linebacker to the NFL. Toby's a guy that can play multiple positions. It gives that flexibility. If you want to play the Chris Jones defense, if, if Jason Shivers does end up being the defensive coordinator or whoever it is ends up running the same scheme, you need a guy that's versatile. And Toby, Toby's a versatile guy. And, and actually, to, to be honest, 
they don't have the Sask probably other than Montreal, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I think they have the fewest um, the fewest game changing. Uh, players that are free available free agents, I think Saskatchewan. They don't have a lot of guys that they need to resign, so they're in a pretty good spot. But I get Toby Antigua would be my number one guy. Well, he, he's my guy who's who's deserving of a big pay raise, you know. And uh, I understand why you think he should be their guy, but he's going to get a pay raise wherever he he's playing uh, this upcoming year. You know, you saw what he did. I mean, he dropped back at safety. He had the big interception for a touchdown against Calgary, uh, help him win that game. Uh, he rushed a quarterback. Uh, we saw him coming running backs, receivers out of the backfield. What is he, 6'2", 6'3", 240, and can run like that? You know, that's something you have to take advantage of. You know, those were Chris Jones-type players. He wants those uh, uh, interchangeable players who can move around so he can confuse offenses. So I wouldn't be surprised if another team's try to throw a lot of money at him to get him out of there because he's so valuable to whatever team he'll be playing for this upcoming year. Are either of your answers the same answer for the guy who's going to get broke off with a, with a dump, with a, with a big truck of money? Oh, that was my guy right there. That was my that guy. Was my... Toby, Toby Antigua? Yeah, that was my guy. Because I, I, I had Naaman as my guy who was going to move. I, I, don't ha- I don't have anybody on their free agent list that's going to get broke off uh, that's not already broke off. Willie, Willie's obviously in for a big, a big pay raise, but I don't have anyone else who's, who's on my list that's – that's due for for a big increase. So let's move on to the Blue Bombers, best offense in the league, uh, but in terms of points per game, second defense, third in the West, ten and eight record. Kyle Walters has been aggressive over the last couple years in free agency. I don't know if that'll be the case this year. The player that they have to resign would be who, Milt? Uh, Nick Lipsky. I, I and I say that one hundred percent. He has to be their number one guy. Not only because he's Canadian, because even if he wasn't Canadian, I would say he needs to be their number one guy. Because you think about what this guy can do. He can be a starting running back. So if Andrew Harris gets hurt, he can step in. They don't miss a beat. He can be your starting slot receiver. He can be your starting outside receiver. And he returns punts and he returns kicks. You see what happened this year when he was totally healthy. He did okay those years in Saskatchewan, but he missed so many games. This year he was healthy. He flourished. Paul LaPolice knew how to use him. He moved him around. He should be their number one guy. And I think he's only 25 years old. That's crazy. Playing in his hometown, they have to get him signed. There will be a lot of other teams coming after him. Winnipeg has to get him signed to solidify that offense and continue doing what they're doing. Problem with it, I, I, would, I would agree that uh, he's, in, he's not my guy, but he, he's, he's important. I'm, I'm with you for, the, for those reasons. The one thing that I, I think hurts him, is Drew Waltarski is is a solid is a solid Canadian receiver now. So I already have one that you that you're not breaking the bank for. Kyle Walters has an interesting dilemma with his salary cap. He really does, and it, he I think he has one of the most difficult jobs this off season. So you got Drew making a, that you know whatever he makes, which is is manageable. Now what you're going to do with your ratio? If you're going to go out and pay Nick Dembski big money, here here's the issue. You look at Suk Chung right now. Goosen, Goosen just retired. Suk Chung is, is my – so the answer, Suk Chung is my guy. And here's the deal. Goosen retires. That's, that's one all-star. Suk Chung is another all-star. you got two Canadian all-stars in the interior of your line that are, not gonna, that are possibly not back if Suk Chung is gone. He is the identity of your team. But Kyle Walters has gone out and paid an American middle linebacker a whole whop of money. 
and that's Adam Big Hill. And Jovan Santos Knox, my guy who's up for the biggest raise, he's asking for uh, up over 150 as well. Now you have, Milt, tell me when you've ever paid, a GM has gone out at the beginning of free agency and paid an American middle and will linebacker the big money. That never, ever happens. If Kyle wants to keep Santos Knox, he's going to pay those two guys and then try to have money to pay uh, Goose, uh, pay Suk Chung, pay Dembski. I don't know how you pay these guys. Taylor Loeffler, that's not even – that's not, not going to happen. What what position did their head coach play? Yeah, fair good, – good point. Good point. I just – it's from the – Suk Chung is actually my guy who I think is on the move. You, Do you? Yeah. Kusan, he retired. So the second he retired, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm saying, okay, I can't allow Suk Chung to go to free agency. Free agency. So I'm thinking they offered him something, but maybe it was an insult. He's thinking like, hold on, I'm an all-star. You just lost an all-star center. The big reason why this offense does so well is because we're able to run the ball with Andrew Harrison, who's ever playing running back, and you offer me this, I'm going to free agency, and I may be gone. That's the reason why I think he's going to be gone. I don't think he's going to be there because they should have already locked him up. There's no way they should allow him to go to free agency, knowing that they need to keep this offensive line intact. Yeah, you know you lost one guy. You can you have no control over that because he retired. But you have control over this. Offer this man what you need to offer him. And I know you talked about the point that Adam Big Hill got that money and maybe they're not able to offer it. But there's a good chance that I don't think he'll be there up this upcoming season. D- DJ, you you said you asked about the head coach and and you're you're basically saying that Michael Shea. Is a was a linebacker, and that's why he signed those guys. How important do you think it is uh, the identity? He, Michael Shea is a physical guy that he was known for, and the identity of this Bombers team is there. You ask anyone, as soon as we talk to everyone about the Bombers, they always say, "Oh, mauling a tough offensive line." You lose Goosen and Su Chung. That's their identity of of their team. How important is, is that, DJ? No, it's a good point, and they did extend. Hardrick, they did extend Stanley Bryant. So that's a bit of their offensive line. But look at the guys who they extended. Adam Big Hill, uh, Shane Gauthier, Thomas Miles, uh, Jesse Briggs, John Rush. <laughs> what position do they all play? Special teams and linebackers. I mean, I like, so, so to me, that's telling you what, what, he, what he values. The, the, the GM is doing what the coach wants. I never, I've never seen that. Where, where in the span of a week, you signed five linebackers. And they all kind of are the same guy. Also, those are the guys you can that Kyle Walters can stroke checks and still be okay with figuring out how to sign Santos Knox, trying to get back Taylor Loeffler. Tell me this, Mil- Taylor Loeffler is an interesting question because he's my guy that's on the move. And there's there's been talkings out there that he's looking at 175 and uh, you know upwards between 150 and 200. I've heard I've heard various reports, but you know how valuable is a guy who's been an All Stars first couple years in the league? He's a ratio changer, but he's he's a free safety. It's that's you know guys. I always say, yeah, are protected. What's your what's your take on on Loeffler's situation? There's only so many non quarterbacks that are worth the type of money uh, he's rumored to be trying to get from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's a great player. I think he got even better last year. Uh, he started making plays, not just looking for those big hits. I think. Uh, Jordan Younger had to do a lot with that, letting him know that, okay, you can make this big hit, but let's make some game-changing plays and get some interceptions. So he definitely elevated his game. I mean, he's been an all-star three years in a row. He's going to get a good pay raise. He's my guy to get a pay raise. But you're asking for $175,000, $200,000 as a free safety is not going to happen. You know, very few players are making that money 
non-quarterbacks. You have to be a game changer, receiver, uh, offensive lineman, Adam Big Hill, whatever it may be. But he's not going to get that type of money. Uh, there's going to be a couple of teams offering, but if I'm him, I'm staying with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's built his uh, short legacy there. Uh, they love him there. He can do some things off the field. You have to start looking at what you can do off the field. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, those type of places are things you can elevate your career off the field. So uh, we're going to see what happens. He's going to get a pay raise from what he was making. I think he was still on his rookie contract. But what he's asking for, $150,000, $200,000, maybe close to one fifty, dollars but $175,000, $200,000, no one is going to give him that. No one can afford to give him that because he's not that much of a game changer and it's difficult to be that when you're playing free safety. We're talking about the dilemma that Kyle Walters have. And I, and I think being a, a GM in the CFL is the most difficult executive job in sports. you got to deal with the draft. That'll deal with scouting multiple leagues and evaluating that talent. Uh, you've got a, a prohibitive cap, um, and, and you're in a league where I, I think the quarterback means more to this league than it even does in, in the NFL or, or college football. Having said that, the, the biggest thing I think they have in terms of a dilemma is they've extended an American kicker that make, that's making a lot of money. I never even thought about him, too. Yeah. And, and so when he left... Hamilton and all the Hamilton fans were upset. I was like, you, you know what you could do with the rest of your roster with all that boatload of money that he's getting paid to kick? And, and he's good. But you have to be so appreciably better than every other kicker in the league to, one, be an American, and two, to command real, real, real money. So I, so I think that is interesting in terms of making these tough decisions and letting all-stars potentially go. The Chez, the Chez hand guide to being a personnel guy in the CFL is you get paid on the outside. You pay your guys on the outside, you don't get paid in the middle. And that's, that's Taylor Loeffler. You know, I got a lot of respect for what he does. He's a, he's a good young player for sure. He's going to get his money. I'm with you. But you're a free safety. I can protect you. I can, you're in the middle. I can protect you. And that goes the same. And I, that's why Adam Big Hill is a special, special player. He, re, he really is. And, and But, but... He plays a position that is not a priority on my defense, and either is Jovan Santos Knox. Those are those are two of the positions that I got. I'll fill nine other spots. Add the free safety. The two, the four least important positions to me on the defense are the ones. No, I shouldn't say least important because they're all important. But when I fill my defense, they will be the four positions I would fill last if I when I have to do my roster, and that's going to be the two defensive tackles and. The will linebacker in the free safety, and maybe the Mac in the free. Those positions, because why? Because those positions are protected. Your tackles are protected. You can hide those guys. You can't hide a Sam. You can't hide a halfback. You can't hide corners. But you can sure as heck hide a Mac, a a will, and a free. And those are the positions that the Bombers are paying and are likely going to have to pay. And Kyle's very much aware of this. But here's, here's, here's why I disagree, though, because it's not just about the scheme and protecting them. It's about the economics and the supply and the demand. And listen, we could have a free agent camp in any state in the United States and find a boatload of people who could cover. Not, not, maybe not cover like you did, but there are going to be, whether it's NFL cuts or, or, or guys coming out of the NCAA who don't get a shot, there's going to be guys who can, who can play on the outside. But when you have a dominant offensive line or you have a dominant defensive line, that, that makes your outside guys better. So, I, and I think you're not necessarily finding 
great American you know tackles coming up as often on the on the offensive side. I agree. Um, and so that's why the supply and demand says if I got a guy who can wreck the game on the inside, man, I, I might have to pay him because. I could see I could get a guy who's who's going to play great corner for me for two three years, thinking he's going to go back down south, and I could get him for cheap because he's betting on himself. Fair enough. Well, and Davis, I agree with you when you when you talk about you know the the position chart or whatever the importance. But I'm going to tell you two reasons why Adam Big Hill deserves what he's getting. Number one being, he's a game changer. Not too many middle linebackers are game changers. They make everyone else's job easier including the halfbacks including the cornerbacks say whoever it may be most important reason and i would say this every time i negotiate and i'm not a conceited guy but i said you see all those fans in those seats a lot of those fans are here to see me a lot of those fans have on adam big hill jerseys i guarantee you when he negotiated that was part of his negotiating tact a lot of these fans are coming here was to that, see me. i do a lot of that part of yours I make sure a lot of those fans in those seats are here to see Adam Big Hill. That's another no. reason why those, why he got the money that he received. Yeah, I to, I'm with you. And to clarify, I I, I would have paid Big Hill whatever he got as well. I don't I don't debate that. I'm just I, I did say that that you don't usually pay an American inside backer. So when you do that, you got to adjust other places. I would pay Big Hill as well. He's he like I said, he's special. I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's it for this edition of the Waggle. We tackled the West Division. Don't worry. We got you covered. The East is coming soon. That's going to drop. You don't have to wait a week. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, But in between, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, share, favorite. That's how you can show us love. Love to at Davis Sanchez. Follow him on Twitter. And obviously our guest, thanks for coming through, Milt, at Milt Stiegel, TSN. I am at Donovan Bennett. Thanks so much for listening. The East coming to you tomorrow.